Said it yesterday, I'll say it again today, tonight. Dak Prescott walked into AT&T Stadium. Walked into AT&T Stadium. Blasting Succession's Succession's theme song. Saying to the whole world, I'm back, I'm back, and I'm ready to roll. This is 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast. That feels like an ad. Feels like I was saying something really cool, then I just started to intro my podcast, and I was like, that sounds kind of corny, 24. Gotta, gotta get it together. We're back. We're here to talk about the NFL football weekend that happened really last weekend. We'll get on, We'll trust me, we'll get on college football. Give me some time. Get on college football tomorrow. Tonight, I want to carve out about an hour, an hour and a half, maybe potentially two hours of football going over what happened. Some interesting statistics as well about the quarterback play. I kind of just wanted to look into it and just kind of get busy with it. Also, uh, Chiefs in Seattle, what the hell's going on? We'll kind of discuss it here, ladies and gentlemen, on 24's podcast. I was literally the, the song, like, it's over. It's over. Like, I, I took too long in my damn intro, and now it's over. I don't have any song to play me out. God. It's watching Succession all day. Maybe not all day, but like for the last hour. It's like I got to freaking watch the final episode. Also, I will say this. I'm obsessed with these Big Bang TikToks. It's a problem. If you don't want it, if you don't know what it is, it's a, there's so there's so many goddamn thirst traps on TikTok that I have fallen prey to in like the last I mean I don't know like three weeks. The most recent one is the girls that are putting on TikToks. I got a small waist, pretty face, and a big bank, or something like that. What's the song called? I don't know what the song is called, but I know the bar. Pretty face and a big bank. Look how you hating, look how you hating, bitch, you my mama's age. Look how you hating, bitch, you my mama's age. Hold on, what did she say? You hating on a bitch, you my mama's age. Look how you hating on a bitch, you my mama's age. Look how you hating on a bitch, you my mama's age. Damn! Song isn't even, I don't know where these Zoomers like pull these songs. Like, it's a good song. That's a good bar. Look how you hating on a bitch. You my mama's age. I got a small waist, pretty face, and a big bank. Look how you hating on a bitch. You my mama's age. Damn. And then they freaking figure out, you know what? We'll freaking just do it. We'll just freaking have this TikTok trend where we're going to show our face, our waist, and then our ass. And then way too many girls' butts, they jiggle. Like jello now. It's very distracting. I don't know. Very confused. Well, I'm not confused. I'm just distracted. I'm again gerbil mind here, gerbil brain. Probably because I'm a millennial, I have ADH problems or some type of an ADH thing. I don't know. I can't self-diagnose all my problems. That's why I go to therapy. <clears throat> oh my gosh. These goddamn TikToks. In a big bank. Jesus Christ. I kid you not, like, minutes before I got on the podcast, I was just, like, I was just freaking watching these goddamn dumbass TikToks. God. Sorry. <clears throat> Anyways. What do I got in store for you? Well, well let's, let's start off with the Cowboys. 
start with the Cowboys here. I was like, freaking, I'm super sore too. I'm like, all day long, I've been super hungry and super sore. I did like a bajillion squats yesterday. My legs are murdered. They, they are so freaking sore, dude. Oh my gosh. Like I can't work out for like two days because of how sore my legs are. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, I just, I don't want to freaking, I tried to like stretch out today and it was like I had torn a muscle. Oh my God. It was so painful. I'm like, I'll just give it another day or two. We'll figure it out. Goodness gracious. But, um, off of TikTok and off of squats, which that's what all girls do in the gym. Hip thrusts. Uh, single leg freaking dumbbell deadlifts and then freaking squats. That's all girls do in the gym. It's like what, like they don't need to do anything else. They don't do anything else. They just single leg raise dumbbell bench, not bench presses, excuse me. Single raise dumbbell deadlifts and then freaking hip thrusts and then squats. And that's like on every girl's meal nowadays. I mean, freaking, I mean, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I see a lot of girls doing the exact same workouts. Or they're just on the treadmill just jogging, you know? Not hating. Look how you hating on a bitch. You my mama's age. Oh, my God. Bar. Anyways, um, we're getting way off track here. I wanted to start off with Dallas and get going after that. So, <clears throat> watched the game last night, super happy, super excited about it, satisfied with how Dallas played. Um, I'm, I, I watched it straight after, I watched it again straight after I got off the podcast and um, watched the Manning broadcast easily. So I have a pretty good feeling for it that I'm re-watching it right now, as I semi-always do with a lot of these football games. I always just, I'm like, eh, let me just check it out again. And everything that I thought of the Cowboys kind of coming away with this game, like, constantly gets confirmed over and over and over again as I watch this football game. Over and over and over again. So, I want to give you some context here, right? So, a couple of years ago, Dallas had uh, quite literally the worst head coach in the NFL, Jason Garrett, one of the most overrated, overhyped head coaches in the league. And um, we'll talk about Jason Garrett here in a couple minutes. I like. Well, I, I want to put some. I want to keep some meat on the bone. We'll talk about him in a couple minutes with the New York Giants offensive coordinator. <clears throat> but a couple of years ago, Jason Garrett was the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, and his tenure had ran from essentially 2010 to 2019, where he failed to go to the playoffs after the expectation was to go to the Super Bowl after having so many awesome, fantastic football players, including one Rain Dakota Prescott, it actually is, like, quite shocking, like, how terrible of a head coach Jason Garrett is when you, like, put in a framework that Dak Prescott is a top-five quarterback in the league, that he had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, one of the best running backs in the NFL, like, two of the best wideouts. Like, it really is just a cluster fuck of a just career in Dallas. And then it's like Mike McCarthy gets here in two years. Defense is probably it's the best it's ever been in probably 20 years since Barry Switzer in the 90s. 
Uh, the offense is as good as it was since the 90s. And, um, I mean, it's just, it, it's just, the team is just playing at a very high level right now. And I'll get on that in a couple of minutes. But I want to add that context to it, right? So, a couple of years ago, if Dallas were to lose, for example, and I said it last week and I'll re- reiterate it again this week, Dallas were to lose a starting right tackle, their best player, quote-unquote, on defense in week two, I mean, season would have been over with. Season would have been over with. In fact, it kind of was in 2017 when that happened, when Zeke got suspended, Tyron Smith got hurt, nobody except for Demarcus Lawrence was doing anything. And um, they went three for three without Zeke. It was terrible. Maybe not terrible, but it was average. It was mediocre. It was Jason Garrett. It was very much Jason Garrett. It was, you know, it's kind of hard to lose when you have a Hall of Fame um, right guard, a potential Hall of Famer at center in Travis Frederick, you know, a top five quarterback in the making in Dak Prescott. It's hard to, like, screw the pooch that much, but, you know, hey, he found multiple ways. But, like, everybody was like, well, well, they, they were nerds about it. They were like, well, Jason Garrett, well, Jason, he only... You know, he, he's gone 8-8. Eight and eight. He's never had a losing record. He's never had a... Well, he's never gone to the NFC Championship game either. And he's been absolutely spanked over and over and over again by Mike McCarthy <clears throat> in the playoffs. Thought that it was very fitting that the one guy that just constantly bent Jason Garrett over and spanked him like his daddy in the playoffs is the guy to replace him. Obviously, Mike McCarthy. But I mean... It's like one of those weird things where, again, hindsight 2020, you're like, Jason Garrett would not have been able to win last week, right? Technically two weeks ago against the Chargers, where Dallas goes on the road in an away game after a loss, after a close loss to Tampa and barely beats the Chargers. And I've seen like Dan House's power rankings where he has the Cowboys as like the 14th overall team and the Chargers are somehow ahead of him can I pull that up he's got to explain that one to me how does he like I gotta I gotta pull that one up I'm like he's had the the freaking oh they, they YouTube just record I that I gotta watch I gotta watch it's one of those damn big bank TikToks I gotta hold on hold on hold on Hold on, wait, wait. Like, it's very distracting when it gets recommended to me because I'm like, I want to see what their ass looks like in the freaking leggings or yoga pants. She's wearing a flannel, flannel sweatpants. I'm just like, I get, I there. Here's another one. Hold on, wait. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. There's more. Hold on. There's more. There's just more. Oh my god. Why are they all in sweatpants? They're all in sweatpants. And then it's just like now the algorithm's like, well, he likes he likes he likes this TikTok trend, so I'll just freaking I gotta get off. Hold on, wait one more. I'm like, hold on, wait one more. Oh my god. Some of these girls are just way too hot. That's just not fair. 
just not fair. It's like, I... Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not fair. That's not fair. Okay? I don't even, like, gerbil brain here, ADHD on steroids. I'm like, I had to, like, what was I, oh yeah, I was trying to, like, look up the Dan House freaking, <clears throat> the freaking Dan House thing, where he's just, like, where he was going over freaking power rankings, because I was just, like, I lost my train of thought. I, like, he has the Cowboys, right, a little bit of context, Dan House, Dan Hansus, House, whatever his last name is. Uh, I saw, because I had the NFL Network playing, I saw that he had had the Cowboys ranked 14th overall. We'll get on that in a couple of minutes. He had them ranked behind the Chargers, which they beat the Chargers last... I gotta, I gotta hear this. I gotta hear this. I I don't understand this. Here we go. Okay, so it, how long is this? It's like two minutes. Give me... And, and Cynthia Freeland is there. Give me the reason, dude. Give give me the freaking reason. I don't understand this. Your instincts, Cynthia, are right. Because really the Cowboys to me might be a closer to a number eleven team, but there's this Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me freaking rewind this. I don't get this at all. Small waist, pretty face, and a big bank. Look how you hating on a bitch. You my mama's age. Dak crazy things like good Dak from last year and then so a little bit of context and this is as loud as it gets Cynthia Freeland is talking to Dan Hansu's house whatever his name is essentially about how <clears throat> she's just like this is one of the uh the teams that I have a problem with in your power rankings because it's like how can you put the Cowboys at 14th overall when they've beaten the Chargers and then he says that they're not a good team they're not as good as the Chargers but then they beat the Chargers Handedly, I might add, some people are going to cry, ref screwed him over, ref screwed him over, it was a close game, and it's just like, well, there was an interception that freaking didn't go the Cowboys way that the refs called P.I., and then the Amari Cooper fourth down play that didn't go the Cowboys way either, I don't want to hear about the referees, don't try and twist the narrative, let's, let's hear it again. We saw Ezekiel Elliott do well. And then I think the bigger surprise about the Cowboys is really that their defense, especially rookie Micah Parsons, has like completely stepped up, brought this pressure. All right, I'm fast warning. Well, uh, first of all, I, yeah, I don't Dan. appreciate you coming Swing on your show. Yeah, Dan. On our show. Hold on, let me go back just a little bit. Well, well. They're not going to need as much from Dak in every single game. So uh, explain uh, yourself. All right. Well, explain uh, yourself, all, I, Dan. I don't Dan. appreciate you coming Swing on your yourself. show. Yeah, Dan. On our show and challenging me week after week, but oh, I do you love you, so I will. You almost I almost did. did. You I almost wanted did. to, but that Bad wouldn't be guy. right. Bad but your guy. your instincts, Cynthia, are right because really the Cowboys to me might be a closer to a number eleven team. But there's this this issue that I have, which is these Panthers and these Broncos, and they're mm -hmm. undefeated and they're playing bad teams. And I didn't know where to. I like, like again, that doesn't make any sense. Like he says, well, and okay, so let me let me give you the context. I got to give you like the full context here because this is why I don't pay attention to the power rankings because they like literally make no sense. There's inconsistencies all over the place. This is why like last year or the year before I was like really into the power rankings. And then I was just like, this is just so fucking like this is so dumb, right? The power rankings are just so dumb. <clears throat> Where is it? He has Kansas City in the top 10. They're one and two. Okay. Okay. 
Chargers are two and one loss to the Cowboys. The the like he says, well, there are all these undefeated teams in front of the Cowboys. Why isn't it the same thing with the Chargers? Like they're two and one right now. The Cardinals are three and zero. Oh. They're behind the Chargers. They're the eleventh ranked team. The Broncos are the twelfth ranked team. The Panthers are the thirteenth ranked team. And it's just like, wait, how the fuck are all these teams in front of the Cowboys when you have a one and two team in front of everybody else? I get it. It's the Chiefs. We'll get on them in a couple of minutes as well. I don't. I don't fucking get it. Dan, explain yourself. Them, so I stuck them at twelve and thirteen, and maybe that hurts the Cowboys. But I really do like where Dallas is going. They are clearly the best team in that division i think money had the eagles at the beginning of the year i, I had washington we're both wrong the cowboys both are wrong. clearly the class of this division so you're on to something there cynthia i'll grant you that i don't like you challenging me but i'll i respect you and i will uh, acknowledge cynthia your acknowledgement of micah parsons but i believe the key to that defense trayvon diggs wildly underrated the back end is now connected to the front end and that is why you're seeing that's a beautiful pick Just, i know it, but I, how how are, i don't care about the trevon diggs play how are the Chargers ranked in front of the Cowboys? Explain that. Explain that. How are they ranked in front of the Cowboys? Monte Smith fell down, but the break that Diggs mm -hmm. made on that ball, and if you go back to last week, the interception he had against Keenan Allen, the break he made on that ball, look, it was this a This isn't Dan House. This is somebody else. For the this Cowboys. is Matt Money Smith. And I think, unfortunately, Diggs got kind of put into that, you know? And people didn't realize how good he was his rookie year because the defense was so bad, and I think now... They're getting a healthy dose of Trayvon Diggs. And, and why are they in front of the Chargers? Why are they in front of the Chargers in the league? And that makes why are they in front of the Chargers? That Diggs that's bloodline funny. is pretty good, right? The, 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 talk about a family that's got hands. Yeah. What a quality for NFL football players. All right. What else we got here, uh, Cynthia? What else do you not? Why? Okay, so that was a waste of time. I apologize. Like, what? How, how is? Okay. Well, regardless. So, oh my gosh. I, I mean, I'm off on. I'm off the rails here. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I'm going to just try and quote what he said when I was watching on TV because I can't find it based upon the timestamp. Essentially, uh, he doesn't believe that the Cowboys are as good as the Chargers, which again, is it's an oxymoron. It's a paradox. It's like, how are they not as good as the Chargers when they beat the Chargers? It doesn't make any sense. Who do the Chargers play next week? Who do they play? <clears throat> Raiders. On Monday night. That's going to be an interesting game. We'll see. We'll see. But as I was like circling around and just trying to freaking make a point about how Jason Garrett had screwed up the Cowboys and how Dan House, I, Dan House had, had had a terrible reasoning behind putting the Cowboys so low in his power rankings. I was essentially trying to stay to say, excuse me, as I'm getting back all the way to the point that I was trying to make overall, is that Dallas would not have won last week against the Chargers, and then they wouldn't have won this week against the Eagles if another coaching staff was coaching them, right? Um, if Jason Garrett's coaching staff was coaching them, they would have lost the game that they should have lost last week, excuse me, two weeks ago, in the Chargers game, and then they would have lost last night against the Chargers, excuse me, against the Eagles, a game that they should have won because that's who the Dallas Cowboys were with Jason Garrett. They were a team that uh, sometimes would subvert expectations, but if the reality is if something went wrong, like it's the Stephen A. Smith, what can go wrong, did go wrong. Players got suspended, players got hurt, players went on the COVID list, and they still won two games consecutively. 
Like, that's not something that the Cowboys would have done in a Jason Garrett year. Again, we will get on him in a couple of minutes. I'm very excited to talk about Jason Garrett and the failure of a coach that he has been in New York. But don't we'll get on that. We'll get on that in a couple of minutes. <clears throat> but the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore have subverted my expectations. And I said it before, I'll say it again. These last two weeks, and I won't say it when they play up against the Carolina Panthers, but these last two weeks have been pretty important weeks because it's how you start your pathway to the playoffs. It's how you win games. It's how, maybe not win games, but it's how you, how you, you know, take that first step to getting to the playoffs, right? For the Cowboys. And it's just like, I mean, it's it, it has not been close. They have been one of the best teams in the NFL in, like, the last three weeks. Some people are going to be like, well, well, in the camera, in the camera, in the camera. If I told you that the Chargers or the Chiefs had eight total turnovers, or technically more than that now, I think it's nine. No, it's ten because there are two interceptions against Jalen Hurts in the game. If I told you that X team had X amount of turnovers, uh, excuse me, the most turnovers in the NFL – as a defense, you would be like, oh, that's a top 10 defense. If I told you that, you know, um, they got two sacks or three sacks, I think, against... Hold on, I, I, I can just pull up the box score. Let me just pull up the box score. How many sacks did they have against Jalen Hurts? Got a small waist, pretty face, and a big bank. I see you hating on a bitch because you my mama ain't great song how many sacks they allowed two sacks against the cowboys if i said they had a third down efficiency of four and 12 which is 30 percent which is fantastic for a defense and um the total plays they had was 53 to 71 that, that's fantastic if you're a defense obviously the score was 41 to 20 uh to 21 but it's like everything that like everything that is in the box score for the cowboys is Holy shit, this is like a really, really awesome... I don't give a fuck if it's against the Eagles or if it's against the Packers or if it's against the... It's a win is a win is a win. Especially when you have Michael Gallup, their second best or third best wide receiver out. Leo Collins, the right tackle, <clears throat> out. Their best defensive player, quote-unquote, out. Their starting safety, Donovan Wilson, out. And I was like... And it's like they also had depth at the defensive line. Guess what? Out as well. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, I believe, is on the COVID list. They freaking reached in the bag. They pulled out a guy. His name is is Chauncey Golston. He should have probably been the third or the fourth defensive end on the freaking team. Maybe fifth, really. And Terrell Basham. And they're all out there in run packages stopping the run. Really not getting after the quarterback. But they just said we're going to... We're going to prevent the quarterback from getting any yards in the running game. Not the quarterback, but the offense getting any yards in the running game. And we're just going to freaking play first down, uh, excuse me, as a first down defensive line package. And we will save our pass rushers. More on this later for the Dallas Cowboys. Like if I just said defense has these statistics, you would have been like, oh yeah, like this team is probably an elite football team. But because it's the Cowboys, everybody want, and it's the Eagles, it's like, oh, wait, Cowboys, Eagles, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like, okay. 
Okay. Long and the short of it is, <clears throat> Dallas is one of the best teams in the NFL. I put a lot of thought into this, and I was like, listen, man, I watched the game last night, and I was just like, why aren't they an elite team? Why aren't people talking about them more in a positive manner than they should be? And the reality is, I don't know. 14th overall, barely above average. Really, Dan Housius? That's a joke. That's a fucking joke. He's like, I, I think they should be 10th, 11. They should be top eight. They have eight fucking turnovers. Tampa Bay was close. The freaking Eagles game wasn't. And the Chargers, the team that just beat the Chiefs, that game realistically shouldn't have been close. There are certain plays that definitely should have gone the Dallas Cowboys way. And before people say, well, Justin, well, Justin Fields, he had the ball in play and blah, 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 blah. That shouldn't have been a sack against Micah Parsons. Well, guess what? It, it shouldn't have been a sack against Micah Parsons or uh, for Micah Parsons, excuse me. But do you want to know what it should have been? Intentional grounding. So shut up about the refs. Because Justin Herbert and the Chargers should have lost that game by almost like 10 points or 7 points. It should not have been that close. The refs had saved the freaking Chargers just as much as they had screwed them over. Let's be objective about things. I'm sick and tired of people wanting to play revisionist history because they don't watch football. Accidentally hit my microphone. I apologize. But... Defense has been playing fantastic for the Dallas Cowboys. And... I was thinking about it like this. I was like, last year I dropped them on their ass. I said, I can't watch the Cowboys. As soon as Dak Prescott got hurt, I was like, they're, they're done. There is no playoffs. There is no shot for them to make it to the playoffs. Dak Prescott is the engine that makes this Chevy V8. What, what, what is it? A Chevy F-150 run, you know? Or is that a Ford F-150? See, I don't know my trucks. It's also late. But Chevy F-150 sounds better than a Ford F-150. Nope, Ford F-150 sounds better. Never mind. Point is, <clears throat> Cowboys without Dak Prescott, non-playoff team. And I also love how people are like, well, um, uh, Dallas, uh, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys are winning football games now because their running game is going on. And it's just like, well, what happened last year? When they tried to do exactly what they were trying to do this year. What happened? Tell me. Tell me what happened last year. Tell me what happened last year. They went 6-10. and 10, Only won four games without Dak Prescott. And really, one of the games that they won was freaking because of Dak Prescott. Let's just put that out on front street. Or no, he played in five. So no, he went two and three. Never mind. He was a part of, what was it, like? One game? One of the games. I apologize. I'm, I'm blanking right now. I'm, I'm, it's like 12, 24 at night. Point is, <clears throat> Dallas should be considered as an elite football team in the NFL. They should be considered a top three team. I think they're better than the Packers. Um, I don't think, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has a miraculous comeback victory, victory against the Cowboys. I think freaking the Packers, not the Packers, the 49ers mismanaged it mismanaged that game and the sense of they didn't properly manage the snaps of some of their defensive linemen so as the game went on the freaking defensive line freaking got absolutely destroyed their front four could not figure out a way to control uh, to control excuse me Aaron Jones at all it was a bad showcasing by the Niners 
And um, what else happened against that game? Um, I don't know. I Oh, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo did nothing for, like, an entire half. That's what happened. And then he decided to come out of Witness Protection Program. I love how, like, everybody's like, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is a really, really awesome football player because he was able to do something in, like, the second half. Yeah, like, perfect encapsulation of what I was talking about last night. And this, and I'll get on the individual performances and players. I mean, I know we're like 28 minutes into the podcast and I haven't even gotten really into the specifics of things yet. I, I told you, we got a lot to talk about. It, it may be over an hour and a half today. But I'm watching the game, right? I'm, I'm re-watching the game. It's like second and 21 before the two-minute warning. Michael Parsons gets held on this play. Right there. Yeah, he gets held. He gets held by Lane Johnson. That is a, that is a hold. He beats him. His arm is like hooked around his chest. I'm like, that's old. They get Randy Gregory, whoever was blocking Randy Gregory on a hold. Really, it's a tackle. And it's just like, huh, I'll fly for Dallas. Like, really, it should have been two holds, but, you know, it is what it is. And it's just like, Micah showed me something last night that I was just like, that told me that that essentially like, confirmed what I thought of last week after the Chargers game. I was like, he should start at defensive end more on that later on. But I want to... I'll try and get through the Cowboys really, really quickly because we've already spent 30 minutes talking about them. Point is, Dallas should be considered as an elite team. Elite statistics. They have a top five quarterback in Dak Prescott who's been playing absolutely lights out. I'll get on Dak specifically like later on in the podcast and his relation um, with his completion percentage. But I mean, Dak Prescott just had a 143 passer rating game, which is almost perfect. Um, He had an 80% completion percentage. He had three touchdowns, really should have had four if the rest didn't screw him over. And he also had no interceptions. He was fantastic. He was immaculate. It was an absolute blowout victory. It was 41 to 21. The game was not close. Ladies and gentlemen. And like I just I like I don't get the criticism of Dak Prescott. Like, I remember I saw Colin Cowherd just say, Well, Dak Prescott just I mean, he just gets the ball. He just get like what what was the dumb thing that he said? He's just like his arm doesn't blow you away. What did Colin Cowherd say about say about Dak today? Oh, and there's another hold on. Wait, I'm not gonna press on it. I'm I've looked at Way too many girls with small waist, pretty face, and a big bank. I see you hating on a bitch because you... I hate. I see you hating on a bitch. Bitch, but you my mama's age. Now I'm like looking at this sports talk show guy talking about Nick Sirianni. Hold on. Again, my, jer- my freaking mind is like... At PNC Bank. We be- Fuck, sorry. I just got an ad. I'm saving this for later. But it's like, again, my mind is very gerbil brain. Or my brain is very gerbil-esque. I gotta get through this. I don't know why I get so many banking commercials. It's not like I'm gonna switch the bank that I'm... (laughs) That I'm using in an advertisement. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, hold on. What did he say? Hold on. As I, like get through this ad on this other TV show. Okay, so there's this talk show host on Philly. I'll maybe listen to that in a 
after this podcast is over. But here's Colin Cowherd. Does he talk about Dak? I, I think this is when he opens the show. So let, let's listen. Let me start with this. All weekend long, we watched young quarterbacks flail. And when you watch Dak last night against another young quarterback, you can see the value of 72 starts. You know, Dak's never going to be as dynamic as Lamar Jackson, going to have those beautiful teardrop throws like Kyler Murray. Which that's a lie. Um, Dak has that. But okay. Go back, watch 2020. You will find a lot of those. As big and strong. Doesn't have the arm of Josh Allen. But you see. Again, go back and watch. I mean, did like did we not watch last night where he had the sideline throw Cedric Wilson? Didn't get his uh his hips and his feet squared up correctly or perfectly. It's just like Okay. All right. And then Emmanuel Ocho just says or the headline for like I can't have a lot of reactionary content. We'll go through some of this. Well hell why not? Why not spend like an why not make this the olden days, right? Where we would spend like an hour on the Cowboys and then like another hour on like all of the other teams in the NFL. You know, I'll probably split some of this up for tomorrow. We'll probably do some of this tomorrow because it's already like 33 minutes and we're already just we're still on Dallas and we still haven't gotten to the point but let's listen in on Colin value of 72 starts you're all trying to convince me your young quarterback is a star Dak always throws the ball to the right place he's incredibly patient he has great feet um you know he has great situational self-awareness he knows when it's a big play he knows when to throw it away so uh, I, I don't want this to be a Dak Prescott is the issue. Dak is a veteran quarterback, and if you watch these young quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, they aren't even in the same – they're not playing the same sport Dak is playing. Dak's playing grown-up football. Audibles, in and out of plays, killing plays, knows situationally how big it is, when not to throw, when to throw. Do you know who he's describing? And that's the end of Colin Cowherd. We're, we're done listening to that. Do you know who he just described? He just described Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And Drew Brees. Like, none of them have gigantic arms. You know, not like Patrick Mahomes. They don't have the style points of Kyle Kyler Murray, uh, even though they do have some awesome throws as well. Like, Peyton Manning talked about it. I mean, Peyton and Eli Manning, they talk about it all the time on the Manning simulcast. Where they're just like, yeah, Peyton Manning threw donuts all the time. He didn't throw high and tight spirals. He threw freaking donuts like all the time. Uh, none of them had great arms. Eli Manning joked about the Tom House stuff with Peyton where he's just like, that's why I could throw a football farther than you because I could generate torque with my hips because I'm doing the Dak dance. Right? None of those guys had like overly big gigantic arms none of them had great feet maybe not great feet but great um you know what I mean like great athleticism like they're not as fast as Lamar Jackson um none of them had the arm of Josh Allen which is similar to Patrick Mahomes if you don't know the reference point that I'm referencing like they all were just super mechanical super methodical Peyton and I was literally going over this in the shower in preparation for this podcast. Like, he had so many different audibles. He had, hey, Apple, 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 Apple. Hey, Apple, Omaha, set. What else do you have? Can, 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 can. Tom Brady says, alert, alert. Drew Brees says, kill, 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 kill. You know, like, they're very, very 
so does Dak. He Dak also has the kill kill. Dak also apparently on draw plays. He's like, hey, Bob Ross! Bob Ross! You know, because Bob Ross likes to draw, paint, it's draw play. But like, all these different quarterbacks, including Dak Prescott, are very similar. I 1,000% agree with Colin Cowherd, but I don't see it as big of a negative that Dak Prescott is super mechanical, methodical, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, is super efficient with the football, and is incredibly technical and wins. One of the best things about last night was that it wasn't it wasn't uh, the Green Bay Packers game against the Niners. It wasn't a back-and-forth notion. It wasn't back-and-forth, back-and-forth, back-and-forth. Who's going to win? You knew who was going to win by the time the second quarter was over with, and it was going into halftime because I believe it was like 21 or 20-7. to 7. It's just like, oh, yeah, this game is over with. Favorite thing that I see sometimes with Tom Brady taking a knee. Just taking a knee. It's one of my favorite things ever. I don't like it when Tom Brady has to take, has to freaking drive down the football field. It's way more exciting, but I just like winning the game. I just like taking knees and winning. There's nothing wrong with just winning. Just win, baby, as Al Davis would say. Just win. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with playing a super tight, methodical game. It's how you win in the NFL. And now it's like, because it doesn't fit with his narrative, because he's been hating on Dak Prescott for years, now he's like, well, winning doesn't matter. Playing super methodical and technical doesn't matter. Playing a consistently good football game doesn't matter. Having good footwork doesn't matter. Being efficient doesn't matter. Being smart doesn't matter. I mean, like, what are we doing? Do we just want Dak Prescott to go out there and play dumb football? I don't. I mean, I, I won't say I won't get it because I get it. You know, he's got to push a narrative and he's got to do his thing. I get it. But it's just like, I mean, like I was about to say I don't get it. It's just a buzz phrase that I say sometimes. But it's just like one of those things where I'm just like, Dak's balling. I was going to save this for later on in the podcast. The single season completion percentage record in a single NFL season is 74.4. It was set by Drew Brees in 2018. Dak Prescott, among others, is leading the league. Not among others, but Dak Prescott has exceeded that completion percentage among other quarterbacks as well. He has a 77.5% passer rating, excuse me, completion percentage, 77.5% completion percentage this year. So he will far and away at this pace break the single season completion record for the regular season. Like, no, it won't even be close. He'll beat it by 3% at this rate. He's throwing almost 80% from the field. He has a 3-1 to touchdown-to-interception ratio, which is perfect. It's just how I like it. And by all intents and purposes, I mean, I again, I saw this game. Well, let me bring up his statistics one time for the one time. Do I have it? No, I don't. I don't have his statistics on hand. Let me just pull them up for ya. So, <clears throat> 238 yards, three tutties, 143.3 passer rating. Just elite level stuff. And I said this, I, I said this 
not said this, but I kind of like in preparation for the show, I kind of thought this. I was just like, this is Aaron Rodgers. This is like how Aaron Rodgers plays. This is like, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's like, well, Dak Prescott, he relies on the running. So does Aaron Rodgers. How many yards does Aaron Rodgers have on my, on on Sunday? It's probably going to be more than Dak because Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott popped off. But how many how many yards did he have? How many yards? I mean, he only had, what was it, 23 more yards than Dak Prescott? And everybody's like, Aaron Rodgers, put the Packers on his back. He put them on his back and carried them the fa- 69.7 completion percentage lower than Dak Prescott. 261 yards higher than Dak Prescott, but less touchdowns, two tutties. Lower passer rating, 113.3. But on Tuesday, we throw Dak Prescott through the wood chipper. We say, well, um, the Cowboys aren't, aren't better than the Chargers because the Cowboys aren't better than the Chargers, even though they beat the Chargers in Charger land without six of their starters, especially without their freaking best pass rusher on the football team. Then they freaking had to convert a linebacker to a defensive end. But no, the Cowboys aren't better than the Chargers. Let's let's hear what Emmanuel... I don't do this that much, but I, I was just like... I just freaking... I just have to. I just have to now. Let me let me pull up what Emmanuel Ocho had to say. I gotta I gotta listen to this because I'm like I haven't done this in a while. It's like it's good to you know you know it's good to get out there and see what other people are saying. I usually just ignore it because I'm just like it's a waste of time. I I wasn't gonna listen to um to a specific podcast today uh, talking about the Cowboys that I usually listen to just because it was just like, eh, this is kind of a waste of time. I want to listen to what this, uh, what, what this guy has to say in his medium sh- freaking sweater. I got, I just got to tune in. I just got to listen and then let's react. I, I do. Cause I like at the, at, at the same time as I don't really, I don't listen to speak for yourself. I don't listen to this show, to be honest with you. I really don't. I haven't listened to this show in months. I don't listen to Colin Cowherd really that often. And it's just like, but at the same token, people do. And it's a nice little gauge about like how people perceive the NFL and how people look at the, I don't like listening to it. I just sometimes have to. It says unequivocally that the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. Um, it says that the Cowboys have this division on lock, and I believe it says that there isn't a quarterback in the NFC East that can touch Dak Prescott. There we go. Right, we tried to put Jalen Hurts in a tangential conversation with mm. Dak Prescott. Like, we didn't make him equivalent, but we said Jalen Hurts is kind of a likewise Dak Prescott. <laughs> They're in different, completely different stratospheres. As in- he was probably the one saying that, even though I I don't know. Because, again, I don't, I don't listen to this show. I, I don't know. Ends on today. Now, mm-hmm. with that being said, we also learned that the Cowboys are smart enough to put out little fires, little fires everywhere. They put them out. Mm-hmm. There was a little fire. Oh, Tony Pollard, he should be running back number one. Jerry Jones to Mike McCarthy to Kellen Moore were smart enough to say, hey, 
whatever we do, let's make sure at least when we leave this game, the media cannot go back to that hole. Oh, so what really? we're going to do is feed Zeke as much as possible, mm -hmm. especially against the porous defense, who yeah. without their Pro Bowl defense, Van Brandon Graham tore his Achilles. Fletcher Cox gets hurt during the, or cramps during the course of the game. So let's make sure <laughs> we do whatever we need to do to change the narrative. Mm. Let's make sure that we do that. I also learned that the Cowboys, yes, they're smart enough to put out little fires everywhere. Listen. I also learned that the Cowboys are capable of beating bad teams. Okay. Haven't always been the case under Dak Prescott. Cowboys fans, NFL fans, let's go through a history lesson. Oh. The end of 2019, the Cowboys needed to beat the Eagles to go to the playoffs. Not it was kidding. in Philadelphia. Carson Wentz had no receivers. That was that first year. Carson Wentz without any receivers. Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Zeke, they go to Dallas in a must-win game, and you couldn't lose that. You couldn't beat that bad team. Mm -hmm. I've learned this year that in beating the... Well, e I mean, first and foremost, this is... This is why I despise Emmanuel Ocho, because he gets, like, simple, simple facts wrong. They don't go to Dallas. They didn't go to Dallas. They went to Philly, first and foremost. Second of all, Dak was hurt during that game. Third of all, it was a terrible game by Jason Garrett and the coaching staff that decided to throw the football 40 times when Dak had a torn AC joint. And then, what was it? Didn't they have, what what receivers? They still had Nelson Aguilar, who's a good receiver. They still had Alson Jeffrey, obviously, you know, washed up. But I don't think at that point. And then they had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Like, what? By the way, they were still, like, a good tight end pair. Like, he had he had good receivers. Oh, and he also had, like, a really, really awesome running game. But, you know, regardless. Which is a bad team. Cowboys capable of doing that. Chargers will continue to get better. Dang. But I'm not convinced that the Chargers week two were a very good team. I think they were an average team oh. who's continuing to get better. They beat the Chargers. As, as people prayed them, put this... Oh my gosh. Like I hate disingenuous people. I like I couldn't I couldn't figure out the word for it. It's disingenuous. I was just like, what are these people? They like provide ill-conceived arguments. They act with malicious intent. Intent, excuse me. And they freaking like shroud the truth in like a bajillion lies. It's just like First week of the season, everybody was like, oh my gosh, look how awesome the Chargers were. They beat Washington in Washington. And then week two, it's like, oh, they lost to the Cowboys. Well, um, Micah, like it was, it was, oh, blame the refs. And it's just like, oh God. Uh, we'll, we'll listen to like a little bit more of this because this is like all I can take. But like, you can kind of see how obnoxious this is for me to get through. Let's continue. Who did the Chargers beat this week? Oh, yeah, they beat the uh, the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. So I also learned that the Cowboys are capable of beating bad teams. So what have I learned? Mm. They're going to win the NFC East. The Cowboys will do that. The I mean, Cow no offense. No offense to every single prognosticator and analyst that's surprised that the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. I, I was like, I was shocked at how many, I got to say this. I was shocked at how many people were like, Cowboys aren't going to win the NFC East. Washington will with a, with their defense. And I was just like, folks, you do understand there's times where rookies come into the league. And this happened with Dak in his second year. People were like, okay, Dallas is the number one ranked team in the NFL. Let's freaking study Dallas. Let's study how they play. Let's come up with counters for them. 
blah, 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 blah. And that's what teams did. They figured out Dak Prescott 2016, 2017. He didn't necessarily have a great year, right? Third year in the league, he came back. They went to the playoffs. They won the first playoff game in like four years, right? But back to Dallas, back to the Cowboys, right? So Manuel Ocho is saying, well, I know that they are now going to be the NFC East contenders and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, this is a passing league. Dak's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I don't know why the fuck you thought that the Cowboys wouldn't win the fucking division. But hey, that's not my fault. That's your fucking fault. Maybe if you wore a looser short, you would get more freaking, you know, blood to your brain because apparently none of it's getting to your brain in that medium shirt. They're capable of beating bad teams. The Cowboys will do that. And the Cowboys are cognizant. Beat the Chargers who beat the Chiefs. But all right, let's skim past that to stop these narratives before they grow into wildfire. I know that. Mm, I like but, that. I like this. I like, uh-oh, I but, knew it. I knew it because you were getting a little redundant up there. Let, let's, let's, see, let's see the hypocrisy. Let's see the uh, non-genuine uh, list. Let's see the fakeness. There's got to be, there's, let's see the fugazi. There we go. I was like, what's, what's a gr- good synonym for fakeness? Let's see the fugazi that's kind of come out of Ocho. Or Acho or Akko, whatever his last name is. Let's see, let's see him be Fugazi. Here comes the butt. Becky. I learned a lot more about the Eagles. Oh. On your I old did school. about the Cowboys. You wanna wait or you wanna no, go? I'm gonna wait till my second lap for oh, all okay. that. Okay. But I learned this much. Let's go. Cowboys fans, before y'all get up here tooting all y'all's horns and whatnot, just know this. Y'all be the bad team. Hmm. I'm a line team. Hmm. Beat a great team last week, won't say it. And mm. don't feel yourself too much because mm. the Eagles lost mm. more than the Cowboys won. Mm. And I'm going to show you that momentarily. Oh, okay. I knew you were going to be a party pooper. It's just in you, huh? That self-hate you got for Dallas. We're- okay, so I'm going to fast forward. What is it? Does he have any tape? Okay, so he's is he going to go to the tape? What the fuck is this show? What the fuck am I watching? They have a football field on set. He goes to the football field. What is he saying now? Yesterday, my dog Marcellus tried to clown your knees boy, going but I'm really just here hips. to show y'all the full fit. The ankles are lotion. You know what I'm saying? The wristwatch still popping. But anyway, back to the point, back to the point, back to the point. The Eagles and Jalen Hurts, yo, they really gave away that game. Now, Jalen Hurts more they than gave. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? They gave away the game? It was 41 to 21. Who who the fuck is this guy? Hold on. Who the fuck is Emmanuel Acho? Who the fuck is this guy? Holy fucking shit. Oh my god. Oh, 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 okay, I get it. Okay. That this makes sense. Philadelphia Eagles linebacker. Okay, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck did he do? What what was who the fuck was this guy? Hold on. He was drafted by the Browns in the sixth round. And then he was signed to the Giants practice squad. How the f- how long did this guy play? Hold on. Let me let me pull this guy. I, now I'm fucking like honestly, who the fuck is this guy? Let me pull it up, bro. What the fuck am I listening to? I like if he's a shit player, I'm done. He's an Eagles player. Bro, you only played three fucking years in the league. 
You didn't even start. How many games? You only started two fucking games. Get the fuck off my screen. You, oh my god, you Philadelphia Eagle. Fuck out of here talking all that shit. Oh my god. What a loser. Oh, I cannot believe I waste. I'm like, he's just like, oh, you know what? 41 to 21, the Eagles just gave it to the Cowboys. Fuck out of here, you loser. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am so sorry. I freaking. I wasted so much goddamn time on that guy. Just debunking and reacting. I'm like, oh my god. He's a fucking eagle who only played two Who only started. Wait, how many games did he fucking play? And yeah, that's two. Th hey, he played in. Excuse me. He played in. How many games? He played in 20 games, but he only started in two. And that's two more games that I'll freaking start in the NFL. But guess what? Two isn't a fucking buckload in my department. It's not any. It's not enough at all to claim that you're some type of an expert on football get the fuck out of here in your smedium ass terrible sweater despite how the fuck does he have a platform they gave the cowboys the game oh my god fuck off dude jesus christ i would rather i would rather listen to this i'd rather listen to this I would rather listen to that. I gotta listen to it again. One more time. Alright. Hold on. One more. One more. Oh my god. Okay. I'm done. But it's just like... Coming here with all that shit. How to punt you away, bro. Get the fuck off. Stop talking about football. You know fuck all about football. Oh my god. I was like, I was taking him seriously. And then I was just like, I looked at his career. And then I was just like, I can't take this fucker seriously. At all. <laughs> I can't take this dude seriously at all. Holy shit. Oh my god. But 24, he's played more. He's played... In the NFL, I'm like, oh god, as probably as a fucking backup, you dingus. If he fucking played, he's 30 years old. He's like almost my age. Oh my god, dude. Oh fuck. Jesus Christ. That's so embarrassing. I love <laughs> that dude comes out with like fucking like a big ass. He comes out like like puffed up chest. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm talking shit about the fucking Cowboys. I'm better. The Cowboys, they suck. The Eagles, they suck. But the Cowboys, they fucking beat up on a shitty Eagles team, even though they beat the team that beat the Chiefs this weekend. Shut the fuck up. Anyways. There's not a great... A great, um... A great place to, like, transition to. It's not, it's not like I can... Get off easily. Pause. Get off of like um, talking about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott like super easily. But I'll say this, right? Among Dak Prescott being like a top five quarterback in the NFL, there's also like Micah Parsons being absolutely a behemoth, a monster as a pass rusher for the Cowboys. 
as I have this weird and awkward transition from shitting all over Emmanuel Acho uh, to now praising Micah Parsons and how awesome he is. Yeah, he should have been a top five pick this year. The Chargers, not the Chargers, the um, the Falcons should have got him. The um, Bengals should have gotten him. Any of the other teams, he's better than so many of the players. Like, if I was the Bengals, I would have been like, yeah, we're getting Micah Parsons and we're pairing him up with um, with Trey Hendrickson and Logan Wilson, who, by the way, Logan Wilson apparently has the most interceptions, or he's tied with the most interceptions. Uh, shout out to him. Called him. Called him. Third round draft pick for the Bengals. I wanted the Cowboys to draft him. He freaking went to the Bengals. First pick in the third round two years ago. Well, technically it was last year. But Micah Parsons has been absolutely fantastic. Pass rushing. And I thought about this. I was like, Demarcus Lawrence has to fit in where he can get in. He absolutely cannot be the reason why this football team um, puts Micah Parsons in as a linebacker. He has to adjust. It can't be Micah Parsons and the Cowboys have to adjust to him. He has to adjust to the Cowboys. Like, it's just that simple. And the reason why I say that is that the Cowboys are winning. And in some of these games, like, against the Eagles, it's not even close. And I said this before, and I'll say this again. That Tampa Bay game was the hardest game that the Cowboys will ever play this year, besides the uh, the the Chiefs, right? And it's like Micah Parsons was absolutely fantastic against the Eagles. Pass rushing, hand down in a three-point stance, standing up in a two-point stance. I mean, and I'll say this again. There are so many dudes that freaking hold on to Micah Parsons. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Lane Johnson held. Storm Norton was holding on for dear life like a child holding on to his freaking mom's dress walking through a freaking grocery store trying not to get lost. Micah Parsons was fantastic. Way too many times did I see freaking dudes holding on to him and getting and him getting pressure. And I watched the Carolina Panthers game against the Texans which they're playing next week, by the way, and the common denominator with the Carolina Panthers, their offensive line is terrible. It's garbage. It's terrible. They have a backup tackle as their starting tackle. Huh? How do you think that's going to fare? Randy Gregory, Micah Park, how do you think that's going to fare? Osa Digizuwa, freaking getting two sacks, the three technique, the third round draft pick out of UCLA, who I freaking punted across the football field after talking shit about Brady. I'm like, you better back it up. And he did not. Now he's starting to back it up against the Eagles and Landon Dickerson. Two sacks. I I believe one tackle for a loss. He's coming into his own. He's doing his thing. He's out there. He's here. With Micah Parsons, with Randy Gregory, Osa Diggy Zoo, I got a nice little sack. I'm watching it again on replay. Like, you mean to tell me? Like, like uh, Dan House is like, well, the Carolina Panthers are 3-0. They're about to be 3-1. They're about to lose to the Cowboys. Sam Darnold is still the same old Sam Darnold who can't read complex coverages, who still has a very crappy offensive line. Trevon Diggs is coming off the best game of his career. More on that later on. But I mean... 
if people think that the Cowboys are just going to fade away, they are not talked about how elite they are. Micah Parsons is going to freaking destroy Sam Darnold next week. Then you got the offensive line, underrated performance. Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele all held up in pass protection and run blocking. They're definitely significantly better run blocking than pass protection. But the offensive line is has held up significantly, especially in the run game as well, where, I mean, God would be proud of some of the freaking ways that they split the freaking Philadelphia Eagles defense. I mean, I'm pretty sure rain started to fall because God was shedding tears. Rain was starting to fall in Dallas, Texas, as freaking Tyron Smith and freaking Connor Williams had opened up holes that were not as big as the Red Sea, but very comparable to the Red Sea being split in half by God helping the Israelites cross from Egypt into the promised land with Moses. It's ridiculous how freaking wide these holes were. Then you freaking got Zeke and Tony Pollard running through both of them. I was wrong about Ezekiel Elliott. Thought he was going to slow down. He sped his ass up real quick, getting ready, getting busy against the Chargers. Then he got ready and got busy against the freaking Philadelphia Eagles defense, which apparently their defensive line was supposed to be fantastic. They were supposed to. Look at what happened. They got smoked. Wasn't even close. Zeke had a bajillion cutbacks on some of these plays. Really, really great job by him. Tony Pollard did Tony Pollard things. I mean, it was just a a absolutely immaculate performance by the Cowboys defensive line. Or excuse me, offensive line. And then their defensive line as well. I talked about it. I was like, they're like, yeah, we got, we got, you know, Micah. We got Micah in the game. But most importantly than that, we're going to break in. We're going to get Osa Digazuwa. We're going to get Chauncey Golston in the game. Like, Dan Quinn knows what he's doing on that D-line. I'll tell you something right now. Zeke Tony Pollard running fast and hard. C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. You know, they didn't have, in the wide receiving core for Dallas, and Dalton Schultz had an immaculate game. The wide receiving core for Dallas didn't have like a great game on paper, but they all made big plays. Like Cedric Wilson had the touchdown in the back of the end zone. Um, CeeDee Lamb had the first catch, the first really big play of the game. Uh, uh, it was the post route where he had beaten, I think, two or three. I forgot what his jersey was. Two or three beaten the crap out of him. Post route. And then Amari, I think he had a couple of catches as well. And I mean, they were just... But that wasn't the scheme. That wasn't the game plan. They were like, we don't need to throw. But there was one series, I believe, in like the third quarter or the fourth quarter. I can't remember where. I think it was in the fourth quarter. It was like early on. I think it was the drive where the Cowboys went went from 27 to 34. So they scored on this drive. I'm like fast forwarding through the game right now. But it was like their second to last drive, I believe, where they had an immaculate possession where Dak... I think it was the uh, the Cedric Wilson play. Yeah, because the final touchdown for the Cowboys was the Dalton Schultz play where he juked past like three guys. But it was that drive where Amari Cooper had like a nice little quick slant that went for 15 yards. But the game plan wasn't to get a bajillion yards in the passing game. The, the game plan was to get a, uh, a bajillion yards in the running game, which they 1,000% did. What was the yards? What was the yards? Because I got a... Small waist, pretty face, and a big bang. I see you hating on a bitch, cause bitch, but you my mama's age. It was 160. So again, they have 
over 150 yards. Usually that would be Ezekiel Elliott, but uh, exclusively. But I think Zeke had like 90, 80 yards. Yeah, like 95 yards. And then Tony had 60. It was a yikes. It was a yikes. They got very similar carries. They got 28 carries each. Holy fucking shit. Oh my God. They ran the fuck out of the football. Like they ran it 40 times. I remember like somebody saying, yeah, the Cowboys ran the football 40 times. And I was like, like, I didn't see that with Zeke. Like Zeke ran it 17 times. Tony ran it 11. Dak ran it when he was scrambling nine times. And then Corey Clement ran it three times. And then CeeDee Lamb ran it once. So that's like 10, 13, 30, and then 41. So yeah, they ran it like 41 times. They only threw it 26. Yikes. Cowboys weren't pretty awesome. Specifically in the running game. Then I got to talk about that fucking monster. That dude. That guy. That guy. You know what guy I'm talking about. That guy that everybody should be talking about. That freaking monster in Trevon Diggs. That dude is a mammoth. And, you know, I was on Twitter, like, literally straight after the game, and everybody was like, I don't understand how Trevon Diggs fell to the Dallas Cowboys. You can probably blame Atlanta, ironically enough, with Dan Quinn. Thanks, Dan. Um, and you can also blame the Raiders, because the Raiders could have actually have had Trevon Diggs. They <laughs> they got Damon Arnett. Great job, Raiders. Thanks thanks uh, for getting giving us the best cornerback in the draft. Thanks. Appreciate ya. That was Diggs' coming out party. Trevon Diggs, uh, number seven for the Cowboys. I'm watching one of his highlights here. Not the pick. Bottom of the third quarter, two minutes, 52 seconds left. Jalen wants it all on third and 11, trying to get a first down here. This should be a 20, 30-yard gain here. Uh, Devontae Smith trying to go up, catch a pass, a nice little out route, deep out route. And Trevon Diggs just bats that thing out of the air. And when I saw it, I was just like, that's a great job by Trevon Diggs, just getting in position and bang, knocking it down against Trevon Diggs. Against, excuse me, Devontae Smith. And he had he had caught the ball. It was right on his hands. And Trevon Diggs just batted it out of the air. And it was, just, it was a great play by Trevon Diggs. And it's just like one of those things where, you know, he's had three interceptions in three weeks. He's had the pick. The awesome pick six. He's had the batted passes. I think he even had a tackle for a loss. No, he didn't have a tackle for a loss. It is a little bit too early. I want to see this for a season. I don't want to see this for three games. And the Sam Donald game will be very imperative for how I judge Trevon Diggs going forward. But the Trevon Diggs play, I want to see Trevon Diggs play more. I don't have a Cowboys game this weekend. I won't have a Cowboys game for like three weeks. I don't want to talk about it, but, oh yeah, this is the drive. This is the drive, I think. This is the drive where they score. They're going to take it, like, all the way down to, like, the fourth quarter. There's, like, two minutes, 30 seconds left in the third quarter. And they're essentially going to score on this drive, I think. Yeah, they will. They will, but I'm pretty sure it's going to, like, they're going to take it, like, all the way inside 
They're going to take it inside the, the fourth quarter. Excuse me, but back to Trevon. Trevon Diggs. Trevon Diggs is just a very, very rare player. I'm trying to think of, like, how many awesome DBs have come out of the draft in the last couple of years that have kind of, like, lived up to their hype. Um, he's kind of the only one, like Cedric, uh, CJ Henderson. I know people are talking about the trade with him to the Carolina Panthers. I mean, fair play to the Panthers, but I mean, he wasn't great. He's a lot of talent and he's a young player, but you know, like, we'll we'll see later on. We'll see. He's, he's a lot of talent, young player. I don't know, man. I don't know about CJ Henderson. I got to see it to believe it because he... Essentially did nothing. <laughs> like he did nothing in his time in Jacksonville. So we'll see what happens there. But Trevon is by far and away the best cornerback in um, in that draft. I remember Amari Cooper was on 105.3 The Fan. And he was talking to the guys there. Brian Broaddus, Gavin Dawson, uh, Jeff Kavanaugh. And he was like, Trevon Diggs is like two to three times better than he was last year. And when you hear a player like say stuff like that, you kind of think to yourself, it's just like, yeah, right. Like how much, like, like, yeah, right. He's two to three times. And then it's just like, you see him play and you're like, he's not wrong. He's significantly better. He's playing. He's playing like all pro pro bowl. I mean, he's a pro bowler easily. He's playing like he's an all pro player. It's ridiculous. Fair play. Fair play to Kelvin or excuse me, Travon. Kelvin Joseph won't be back for a couple more weeks as well. That kind of sucks. Cowboys are rolling. Cowboys are rolling. Elite football team, look out. Dak Prescott uh, does not seem to be slowing down whatsoever. And against the Carolina Panthers this weekend, where they freaking have to go up against... Where not they have to go up against, excuse me, but where where they will go up against a suspect offensive line, a quarterback who last week I saw still could not diagnose very complex defenses, which is exactly what the Dallas Cowboys are, and a defense that is super suspect. I mean, the Texans they that game should have been significantly closer, and it kind of was for like a hot minute, and then it wasn't. And then they have some pretty significant injuries: J.C. Horn, Christian McCaffrey. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Cowboys elite football team. Very, very, very rare that you see a guy like Dak Prescott play. I want to play a little bit of this. I don't know what this is. I do like listening to radio broadcasters talk about football or whatever. This is this is a Philadelphia radio talk show host talking about I don't know what this is I just pulled this up and I was just like oh I just want to listen to this after the podcast is over and then I was just like why not listen to it while I'm on the podcast and then we'll kind of go from there here's Mike I've never listened to this person before it could be good it could be bad I'll know pretty fast uh we're listening to a radio show in Philadelphia talk about how Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts looked confused as hell against the Cowboys. Oof! Yeah, oof! That's all I have to say. Good night, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Mike Missinelli Show on a day after a disastrous 
Philadelphia Eagles lost, and there's no way to sugarcoat it, folks. Hold on, let me turn off my AC. I can't hear it at all. I can't, I can't, hold on. Oh my god, my legs are so freaking, I can't hear it at all. I'm like right next to my computer. I can't hear it at all. I'm literally right next to it. It's just, bro, I'm like right there. I'm right here. I can't hear it. Oh, gosh. All right. Let's listen in. They got their hats handed to them, and they got a simple beatdown in the most simple form in the trenches where the Eagles were supposed to be okay. Hold on. My AC is still, like, I literally cannot hear him at all. My AC is so quiet or so freaking loud, and for some weird reason, I'm getting the levels on OBS, and it's just like, oh, it's, it's, it's loud for you, but it's, like, quiet for me. I, like... Like, I, I just got to wait for my AC to turn itself off. And I'm like, dude, turn yourself. Okay, there we go. It's off. Well, they weren't okay against the Dallas Cowboys, who used a simplistic approach to gash them right down the field. Simple blocking scheme where offensive linemen double teamed the tackles. They, they didn't figure the linebackers would catch up, and they didn't catch up. And the defensive coordinator didn't catch up because he still went with double safety high. And I had a field day. Listen, th this is not. About what he's saying, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I don't know. And, and first and foremost, right? This is the problem with playing against the Cowboys. Okay? So, the Eagles were willing to handshake. They were willing to agree on, Dallas, you won't be able to decapitate us. Right? You're not decapitating us. You're not taking our head off. You're not going up top. Like, it's, it's the problem of playing against Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys because they don't freaking want Dak Prescott to pop off. They don't, like, I don't know if you've noticed this. It's a lot of, the, the first game against Tampa was essentially like, hey, let's get the ball out of Dak's hands. We don't want him to get sacked, all that other stuff. Second game, Chargers played too high safety look. Third game, Eagles are playing a too high safety look or a shell concept, as Eli Manning called it. Reason why is they're just like, yeah, we would rather literally get destroyed by Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard than freaking have Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb like run past our safeties and corners because we don't really have the personnel to go man to man. We're playing a zone scheme, back off, things of that nature, and off coverage. We're just not, we're not playing that game. We are not going through Dak. We are not freaking going through Dak Prescott. That's It's just as simple as that. So that's kind of, he's right. But if the defense adjusted, they would expose themselves to like a single high safety look. Dak would just freaking go under center or kill the player or whatever the crap Dak Prescott does all doggone day. And freaking he would just roll out and to the right, look downfield, and there's Amari Cooper matched up against uh, Darius Slay or CeeDee Lamb matched up against God knows who or Dalton Schultz who had a really, really awesome game. So it's kind of like the pick your poison. It's just, like Dallas just, you got a handshake. They just played a fantastic game. There really wasn't anything that the Eagles could do about it. Good. And I know this. And is he is right, by the way, that they did double team uh, the tackles. They did do that. Building year. And I know this is supposed to be a process. I mean, okay, like it depends. Like Javon Hargrave, it depends. It depends on the play. There are some people out there that actually thought this is going to be a good team and maybe a, a division-winning team. 
not so right now. Uh, I, here's my worry. You know, we're looking at the two most important cogs of this year. I'm about to get an advertisement here. This is actually, this is actually pretty decent. I like this. I like this. Hold on. Let me continue forward here. The quarterback and the head coach, both novices, and you can add the coaching staff to that. They struggled, and right now they look confused as hell, both of them. The head coach for the second straight game didn't seem that he had any idea on what to do game plan-wise offensively, and the defensive coordinator did not make an adjustment as they were gashing him. And again, it's like, do you want the quarterback to go over your – do you want the quarterback to decapitate you? And some people would say yes if it means that the running game won't. But, yeah, it was a super simplistic game plan for Dallas. I'm not arguing with the guy. I'm just, like, pointing out, like, do you want Dak Prescott to throw for 300 yards and, like, four or five touchdowns? Because he'll do it. We've seen him go for 400 yards and three touchdowns and an interception. He'll do it. He'll be like, oh, I, I don't have any problem doing it. He'll freaking do it. He'll do it all day. Dak will sling it. But yeah, like people talk about making adjustments. It's like, bro, you want him to make, you want to make adjustments? You really do? You want to make some adjustments? It's like, all right, you want to go for a single high safety look? All right. Oh, and see what happens. They're watching him and it was, it's real simple. Dallas is going, we might as well do this. We'll get down the field. There were, there were only three things that they did well yesterday. Three things, 60 minutes of football. The end zone fumble resulted in touchdown. They stopped yep. the Dak sneak, although that was kind of precarious as well. And yep. the Watkins catch, anything other than that was crap. That was a, a total beatdown, and I didn't expect a total beatdown. I thought that they would be able to hang in there and actually win that game. Mm, but mm, mm. You know, we got to break this down. Um what is the offense? I I mean, this is a man without a feel right now. We knew that Sirianni was a first-year head coach. We wondered if he was up to the challenge. Um, Both the quarterback and the head coach looked kind of scared last night. They didn't know what was up. When when Miles Sanders gets two carries in an entire game and uh, uh, the quarterback is throwing – the most simple patterns behind guys, you got a problem. I mean, forget about the long ball to Rager. We've seen that before where he just doesn't have enough push on the ball and it results in what it resulted in last night. But uh, the game plan, it's funny because after the game, Sirianni's talking about, well, you know, it was a matter of uh, we, we were stalling out or, you know, we had to, we, we didn't get, to, we had a penalty that stopped us and uh, we were behind in the game and then we had to pay. No, no, no. Well, listen, there were two times they could have established a running attack. One was it was 14 to 7 for crying out loud and they had a possession. And the other is for the opening possession of the first half when they were down 20 to 7 when it was imperative that they come up with an adjustment and a plan. That- okay, so a little bit of context. Okay, Dallas is not, uh, I'll end in watching this video and then we'll move on Dallas isn't the team to run the football into and again as somebody who's has the pleasure of re-watching this game for a third time um the Eagles really couldn't do anything offensively at the start of the game and then once and first and foremost they want to run the football problem is Dallas turned it into a shootout like like that 
like it was what was the score it was like something ridiculous it was like 14 to 7 and it was like you essentially did nothing in the first quarter it was like 14 to 7 the 7 came from the Dak fumble in the end zone and then it's just like oh crap like I can't like we didn't do anything for like the first half like they all they technically scored zero points they didn't score any points in the second quarter and the, again, the touchdown in the first was a fumble by Dak that Fletcher Cox got. So then it's like at halftime, it's like 21 to 7. And really, the fourth down play should have resulted in a touchdown. So Dak really should have had four touchdowns, but, you know, regardless. And it's just like, crap. We're going into halftime. It's a shootout now. It really should be a shootout. And that's kind of why they abandoned the run for everybody that's going to talk about, well, why did they abandon the run? Because A, it wasn't working, and B, the Cowboys were in full control over that game, and if they didn't start to throw the freaking football, they would get absolutely blown out, which is what they kind of did, but still, you know, it is what it is. All right, let's move on. Can you hear all of that? Can you, like, hear my microphone squeaking? Because, yikes obnoxious because i can hear it it's annoying it just my microphone just will not stay down all right i i gotta i i gotta block this youtube channel now because now it's just like it just keeps on giving me the big bank girls and i'm just like yeah i don't need to see this all the time now you're blocking my youtube recommendations now all right God, spending, I was like, maybe we'll go for an hour and 30 minutes. Well, spend about an hour, an hour, you know what, you know what, should I end the podcast here? It's like 118, 118, I had so much more to talk about, but I feel like this is, I want to give the proper attention to what i'll talk about i'll probably just get going early on tomorrow because i doubt anything interesting will happen i'll probably try and get tomorrow's episode out like super early or whatever i don't know yeah i think this is it yeah dallas is forget everything that i said in the opening i was so excited i was like maybe i'll spend like 40 minutes on the Cowboys and then it turned into an hour and 20. It's why I don't do reaction videos. It takes so freaking long. It's like, I remember I spent almost two and a half hours breaking down a two minute video. No, a 20 minute. <laughs> I spent like two and a half hours on a 20 minute video one time just because of like how annoyed I was with people. What was it? What was it? It was when a bunch of media members for the Cowboys were like, yeah, um, Dak Prescott sucks, and he won't, like, um, like, uh, like Dak Prescott sucks or whatever, and freaking, what was it? Oh my gosh, I'm, my mind is fried right now. I hate YouTube so much. They freaking, hold on, hold on. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Okay, in my defense, <laughs> and hold on, hold on, wait. Okay, in my defense, okay, she turned, the thumbnail was, and this is why I pressed on it, 
she turned her camera, her phone upside down. So you get this up butt shot. And I was just like, I got to look at that. Hold on. Wait. Oh my God. Okay. It's not my fault. I'm getting thirst trapped. Okay. I, I, I got it. I got it. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Give me like two more seconds. Give me some room. I'm about to shoot. Everybody running out the room. Everybody begging don't shoot. Okay. That wasn't as good. I, that wasn't what I thought. I'm like, there's just way too many just freaking ass, ass jiggling things. I just don't recommend. I have to stop recommending. I have to be laser focused now. Okay. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Where was I? Where was I? Oh, yeah. I was about to end the podcast. And I was going to, like... <clears throat> I was going to... um Not react, but I was, like, going to try and find... What was it? This clip where a bunch of Cowboys beat writers were like, Yeah. Yeah, Dak... Dak's not... Like, what was it? Dak's not a top five or whatever. Hold on. Let me look it up. What was it? I love bringing it up, even though it's like a two-year-old clip or something, or something like that. Hold on. If I can't find it, I don't care enough to like look at it because it's just so freaking. I can find it. Is this it? I'm like I can find it, but it's like. What is it? They privated it. They privated one of their videos. Hold on. Is this it? Did they private it? Okay, so they privated like some this. other stuff. Good thing there. Hold on. Let me see if this is it. Because they privated some of their stuff, but they didn't private like everything. They're just like, oh yeah, this is uh, this is worth privating, and then they're like, oh yeah, this isn't. Oh no, this for sure isn't it. I'm like a thousand percent sure they privated it because they would have had it. You know, I got a small waist, pretty face, and a big bank. I see you hating on my mama, or I see you hating on a bitch, but you my mama's age or something like that. Yeah, I could find it. No, I don't want to find it. It will take so fucking long because I would have to fucking scroll all the way down because I, I just I just can't find it at all, dude. Oh, God, I can't. Oh, God, I can't find it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, shout out to the Cowboys. I didn't want to spend a cow. Not a cow. Okay, I, I got to Now I got to start. Stop freaking. Now, now YouTube's like, you know what? I'm I'm literally not. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in big banks anymore. Gotta be focused. This all started from me like watching freaking like arm strength videos or not arm strength videos, but like, what is it? Workout videos on TikTok. 
And then it's just like the algorithm freaking got to the point where they're just like, yeah, we're, we just are going to send freaking girls and leggings now, freaking. <laughs> now we're just going to send girls and leggings doing squats and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then it brought me to small waist, pretty face and a big bank. Sorry. Um, yeah, I didn't want to spend an hour and a half on the Cowboys, but nobody else would. So I was just like, I'll do it myself then. And, um, no, tomorrow we will actually, oh my God, we will actually, um, we will actually look at the other football teams that played this week. <laughs> like for example, the bears and Justin Fields playing terribly. What a surprise. Matt Nagy is a terrible coach. What a surprise. Um, we'll talk about. Who else do we got? Oh, yeah, the Washington football team and the Bills. We'll talk about the Chiefs. We'll talk about quarterback completion percentage and how that relates to Dak Prescott and many, many more quarterbacks in the NFL. What else? College football, Spencer Rattler. Um, I also have some more college football games to watch, so it may not – I'll try and get this podcast out kind of early, but it won't be, like, super early. I was also learning about the Fibonacci sequence as well because Cynthia Freeland has it on in her background and – uh, Matt Money Smith brought it up and I was like, what the fuck is that the Fibonacci? I thought at first it was like the Fibonacci sequence and I was just like, what the fuck is a Fibonacci sequence? Then I was just like, oh, I learned about it today and I was just like, I spent like literally an hour, I think, learning about it on mathisfun.com and I was just like, oh, that's cool. By the way, Google, um, if you're going to have a dark mode on, can it also be for your Google images? So that way, when I Google Fibonacci sequence, like, it'll show up, you know what I'm saying? In dark mode. Shout out. I also learned about the golden ratio as well. Awesome. Sick. I love learning. <laughs> I love learning about stuff. Oh, my gosh. You know, I got a small. All right, I'm done. Uh, I'm out. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to watch like an, I got to start reading again. So I read like a couple of pages out of my Witcher book and I'm just like, oh, wow, this is awesome. And then I just stopped reading because I got super lazy. Anyways, I'll see you tomorrow. We're not going to talk about the Fibonacci sequence. We're going to freaking talk about all the other teams that played this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th podcast.